what do, you, what do we have on the rundown today? You don't want to find out in real time? Fine, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Just none of them. No, I don't have control issues at all, so it's like totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we have so much to talk about that we can't even begin to describe it. Um, gonna be, yeah, an episode full of topics like you've never seen before because it's the off season and there is so much happening. Just gonna have to keep listening to find out what Just it is. Just gonna have to keep listening. If you're hearing that Stay voice tuned. or on YouTube seeing that face, that is none other than Seerit Sohi from The Ringer. And are you, is there another introduction that you would like? No, that's good. All right. Yeah. National NBA writer from TheRinger.com. Thank you for joining yeah. us. If there's other nice things you'd like to say, this is the time. <laughs> uh, I would say very nice person, good sounding board, personal friend, shiny hair. Shiny hair, yeah. I'm, I'm a little that, greasy wow. today too, yeah. Okay, so we got I said on. I felt I wanted like my aura was greasy. I didn't uh-huh. literally mean that I am greasy, but She's accusations too. are flying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whoops. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed's doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so today, basically, I also want to say that I was trying to come up with topics, but I was deterred because it's... It is genuinely really hard for me to go online right now because you go online and it's like, hey, here's a stat about how actually you guys are so fucking stupid for even pretending that COVID is like halfway done. Mm -hmm. Here's Mm -hmm. all the people, you know, and that's really like it just fills your body with all kinds of anxiety um, and helplessness. And then now there's like on the back burner, it's like we're cooking, right? front burner i keep having to stir COVID. it's like butter that's gonna burn at any minute you want it to brown you don't want to burn then on the back burner we've got all of a sudden the water's begun to boil and it's monkeypox and it's it's not boiling over but it's about to and i'm like really worried about it one because it's called monkeypox i just feel like i understand the origin is because what the first time they discovered it was from monkey it was in monkeys or whatever it has to do with that yeah just not a great name um could not be more intimidating (laughs) especially after i saw nope no spoilers though but oh yeah very the pictures are freaking me the fuck out um they don't seem to know much about it don't well don't, don't get but that's why i was feet. online literally googling like trying to f- find some semblance of what people are talking about because i've been so offline because every time mm-hmm. i get online oh. i have to add something to this fucking stove analogy yesterday i'm going on and i'm like okay da 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 oh jimmy Miller's hair like thank you for the suggestion jordan i'm looking and then all of a sudden i see that the cdc is like hey guys there's this fresh bacteria just dropped and it's 
in the water and um, it's deadly. So just be ready for that. Cool. So I immediately close out of the app. And then 15 minutes go by and I was like, no, I have to come up with something to talk about today. So I go back in and then there's like an Ebola thing and I'm trying to figure out are they connected? Um, mm. Just extremely stressful. So yeah, that's, I've, there's a reason that I'm so unprepared, but I do want to talk about Jimmy Butler's hair. Um, then I want to go all the way over here. Big mood switch, Brittany Griner update, because uh, the article's written about it. Whenever something goes outside of sports but deals with a sports figure, and then sports writers are writing about it, and then politics writers are writing about the sports figure, mm-hmm. it sounds like the it sounds like somebody talking in a foreign language with a really bad accent. Like they're trying really hard to put on the accent, but it's like incorrect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels weird. Yeah, and then the third thing I had was maybe we could do life updates since we haven't talked this year in a while. <laughs> Any takers? Yeah. Love all of that. Yeah, love it. Uh, okay, thanks for Jonathan, thanks for doing like the, the deep sea diving into Twitter for the rest of us, by the way. Because yeah. that's not my feed, and I'm actually a little concerned how mm-hmm. much it's not my feed. And now yeah, I'm I haven't like, heard of these, oh. these uh like I haven't heard this last one. The one that travels. The new the bacteria. Water. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've read a couple articles at this point. I can send you it or I also can't. You know, I don't need to. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I should because some people live their whole lives not knowing anything, (laughs) you know, and like don't have Twitter Mm -hmm. or don't they, you know, things can pass them without Mm -hmm. it becoming a thing that, you know, then they call their therapist for an extra session this week on Thursday. You know what I mean? Like they don't need that necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, So I envy them. Yeah, I guess I just alerted anyone who listens to this podcast that there is <laughs> someone's looking that up right new now new thing to freak out about i would suggest don't you know mm-hmm. but i'm also not a doctor um not to yeah. turn this into like the joe rogan podcast i don't know do your own thing i don't want to get cancer. i don't want to get it smooth yeah oh, jesus christ all right if Jordan, you want to t- go like the ignorance is bliss route like just take back to like the stove metaphor the whole house is on fire anyways so Yeah, you're still trying to cook. (laughs) House is on fire. (laughs) I like that. Oh, yeah, because this is the other reason that I fucking clicked out of Twitter after going back a third time is because they were like, hey, interest rates went up again. It cost $50 to go outside. I I really, like, every news thing is like, remember that old record that was just set? (laughs) Yeah, like three weeks ago. Yes, exactly. Let's talk about Jimmy Butler's hair. Let's just let's talk about something that doesn't actually matter. It kind of matters. It kind of matters because, well, let's let's set the stage. Jimmy Butler showed up on Instagram with very long faux locks. Um, It was a shock to a lot of people because his hair, his actual hair, is not it's not that long, but. He wanted to try a new hairstyle. And so they added hair so he can have dreads for the summer. This is a very important time for protective styles. That's what we call them because you can have braids, faux locks, you can get cornrows. And Jimmy Butler wanted to moisturize his hair 
have it protected under a hairstyle. And so he, he came out with some faux locks. And um, I have some thoughts, but I want to hear from from around the room what we think, just from what it looks like. Do you think it's a good look for him or not? I'm just seeing these right now. Real uh, time. Yeah, real time. Real time. I'm into it. I think it's very Jimmy. Like, it's it's a hairstyle that fits his personality. Mm-hmm. But I think I need more time to digest, honestly. Haley, <laughs> Look, I have long you. hair. I've had <laughs> short hair. I have fake ponytails because now my hair's shorter. It's fun to throw something around. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. It's, it's true. Fun. I miss having you long know? hair. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's how It's great having felt. short hair, but sometimes you want to change the look. For me, look, jokes are jokes they're very funny some very funny things being said on the internet right now that's great but i also am like if a man wants to do something to his appearance that is traditionally maybe something done in feminine spaces go do it paint your nails Mm -hmm. if we're gonna Mm -hmm. you know like he jimmy butler is probably the one person who could introduce this to a not that it hasn't been before but you it, know in this mm-hmm. in this basketball space in the specific mm-hmm. space like you know introduce this to uh, masculine spaces he is someone who is so very confident in himself mm-hmm. that maybe he can pull it pull it off it being like getting it um to be something that people aren't like breaking the internet and in, in jokes with but if you want to do it do it i want you to do it too good you look yeah. beautiful jimmy I feel like he's really kind good. of like one of the only people that somebody who was insecure about their masculinity would not question anything about his masculinity, regardless of what he did. Yeah. I think, know. Jordan? And I'm, well, one, what you said, this has happened before. Like, people add hair to their hair all the time. I came out and said that Paul George was definitely adding hair to his cornrows because they weren't long enough. People came after me they're like no it doesn't look at his fro look at these pictures i'm like it's fine it happens all the time like i we would just said you have ponytails i change my hair every other day like your hair is an accessory and it should be something that you add on to cut dye color and i love that jimmy butler was like Hey, you know that guy over there with those long dreads? I love that look, but I'm not going to put in 10 years to grow out my hair. I actually want it right now. And that's the fun part of hair, of adding hair. So my favorite joke is calling him Jimmy Bundles. I think that's actually hilarious. And that is his new nickname now for me forever. But I love the expression. I'm here for it. If any other NBA player who magically has long braids one day says that they didn't add hair they're lying i don't believe them why is yeah, that and also to lie about though well because know. you know it's it's so but yes i mean it, it's easy to trace back it, people are lying about it right like let's say paul george maybe isn't open about it because there's a certain stigma behind caring about your appearance mm. oh it's just like when men do their eyebrows and lie about it exactly okay yes. gotcha. anything that you do to care for yourself in a way that is perceived as feminine for mm-hmm. example Manicures, we've finally pedicures. gotten over the pedicure hump yeah, okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, we should not in any way be discouraging people from men from caring about um their appearance their smell you know as long as it's like in a healthy productive way i'm not saying in a way where i want people to be like obsessed with with their appearance but if you're 
you know, trying new things for the mm-hmm. sake of wanting to change it up, good. I approve. Yeah. It, yeah it's here all first, guys. Haley O'Shaughnessy, man hater, would like for men to feel dysmorphic in every possible way. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, I just go back to these stories about my friends' heterosexual relationships and their boyfriends and, like, them literally having to teach these men how to shower correctly so look Mm -hmm. if somebody is is invested in the self-awareness and again expression like you said jordan it's an accessory not getting any laughs from me over here you look great you look great you're trying something new and i think we so quickly forget how lebron goes from bald to an afro like every other weekend so we accept it. It's what makes him feel good. He's not ready to let go of his hair yet. And he can do whatever he needs to do to feel his best self. So um, in an old Spencer's episode called Ode to Black Hair, we dive into that more and how players go overseas to get these hairlines, injections, however you want to call it. Whatever you feel good. And Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Bundles, he felt good with some longer hair. He, like, had it in a low pony during his workout. He was rocking it. He loves it. <laughs> Clutch you Points can- posted a video. It's, like, all piled on top of his head. I love yes. that shit. It looks so cute. And he like he's, like... You can tell he loves it because he's posted mm-hmm. pictures walking. He posted the transformation video. He posted pictures in practice. He ha- he his trainer posted pictures, which I'm sure he like asked permission or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's feeling we've, it. We've come a long way from Carlos Boozer sharpening in his hair. Also, everyone deserves to have that feeling of like got a bold new haircut and just feeling myself and want to take every picture in the world and want everyone in the world to see it. I'm happy 100%. for Jimmy. Yes. It's a good August feeling, too. Long, when I get those long box braids, I'm doing some videos with a hair flip. That's coming soon for Jimmy. He's going to do a hair yeah. flip. He can't wait. And I, I love I, that for him. I want him, like, in the pool doing the <laughs> over-the-head hair flip water on a picture. <laughs> yeah. I want it on Instagram. Yeah, Backlit. Like, yeah. Jimmy's a little sassy, right? Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Another episode we did one time that was um, last June, and it was about Dennis Rodman and him being, like, one of the episode. first – Oh, thank you. I'll tell Zach you said that. One of the first um, athletes to, like, kind of live his life in a gender nonconforming way mm-hmm. um, and for it to th- – I mean, this is going to sound crass on surface, but like, for him to, quote, unquote, get away with it – because back, I mean, like in the 90s, especially um, as far as we've come today, like people are still calling Jimmy Butler all kinds of like homophobic things on the Internet for, like you said, Jordan, like added space, putting hair on his hair. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the thing about Dennis Rodman was like he. No, I have many issues with Dennis Rodman as a person who has harmed other people, um, did not care. And was extremely talented at basketball and had interests outside of basketball. There are through lines in those three things between him and Jimmy Butler, which is why when I saw it, I was like, I'm glad it's Jimmy Butler. I'm not it's like I'm I'm glad it's not someone like 
I don't know who's the worst player who could do this. <laughs> Just someone who's like so insecure. Ben, look, is don't it, do this right now. Is it not Kevin Durant? Oh yeah, Kevin. Durant. <laughs> that if would Kevin be Durant. real growth from him if he could do I that. Would- I, I would, would applaud that. celebrate that mm-hmm. if Katie just come out. What would he have, though? I don't think he would have full. I don't think he'd have big, long dreads. I think he I would. I could see him just I doing, like, the blonde. Fro. Oh, go blonde. Oh, just dyeing his hair. Yeah. Cute. I'd love that, actually. A really, like, yeah. Blonde would, KD. Yeah. That would be good. He is not what? particularly known for his style, I think is a nice way of saying it. So that would be mm-hmm. fun from him, too. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah, I feel like every time I see him in the podcast or anywhere, he just kind of pulls up in sweatpants. Which, hey, good for you, man. Do your thing. Just doesn't really seem to care or like mm-hmm. put any. Feels like his personality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just pulling up in sweats to yeah. kind of every situation, <laughs> which is totally fine. But I th- want to request a trade. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. not telling Isn't you. Twitter bio, <laughs> like I'm me. I do me, and I chill. Yeah. yeah. All yep. caps, yeah. Um, but what if this starts just like a chain reaction where everyone's like, wow, if Jimmy Butler can do this, I've been wanting an afro and it will take too long to grow. So lace front afros from all NBA players. I Fingers crossed. I hope this, this happens. I would love the summer of hair revolution in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have to do a part two on your episode. Oh, I would love to. I hope it does, though, because like you said, and I think I was saying this. I don't know if I was on the phone with you. I don't know if we were saying this on a podcast. I don't know if we were saying this on a podcast that we're banking for later this summer (laughs) when we're in uh, olive tree groves, whatever. But I, no one's experience is completely unique. There's no way Jimmy Butler is the only player who wants to do this, has done this. Look, if you're a player out there and you want to express yourself more, I think you should 100% do it. Yes. Pro Expression, the Spencer's Podcast. (laughs) I love how I feel after a good workout. I feel strong, confident, and motivated. But your girl ain't young anymore. Those sore joints and muscles sometimes weigh me down and keep me from reaching my fitness goals. That's why I use the doTERRA Deep Blue Stick. It provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com slash Finsters. That's D-O-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Finsters. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring in one place so easy because of sponsoring jobs. No other job site takes care of you like Indeed because with Indeed, You only pay if an applicant meets your must-have requirements. And Indeed's doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash Minsters to start hiring now. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I have next on the rundown, I have Jimmy Hare. Uh, L.A. I don't remember why I wrote down L.A. And then I have a Brittany Griner update. So I we can go through and just see what we think about this. There's a story that was written. I can read through this real quick. Okay. Um, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Blinken? Said on Wednesday mm-hmm. the U.S. had has offered to release... Victor Bout, a convicted Russian arms trafficker, serving a 25-year prison sentence in exchange for WNBA star Brittany Griner and for former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, CNN, and, oh, CNN reports. Griner testified at her trial on Wednesday, saying that a language interpreter only translated part of what she said during her questioning, da-da-da-da-da, she's been detained in, since February, faces up to 10 years in prison. The mm-hmm. sentences that she's faces, they keep varying per report, but it's a long fucking time. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I also saw this thing from ESPN that said the Kremlin warned Thursday that a possible prisoner swap with the U.S. involving Brittany Griner needs to be negotiated quietly without fanfare. And I clicked on the article to see what the fuck that meant. And I didn't quite get an explanation. And I don't know if they mean like fanfare as in we don't want people talking about it on Twitter. What like fanfare from the W? Fan Fanfare is an odd choice of words when you're dealing yeah. with a famous person. So she is a famous person. I'm not really sure what they mean by that. I mean, this is the basically what they said. Asked about the U.S. offer, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov replied that prisoner swaps were typically negotiated discreetly behind the scenes. Quote, we know that such issues are discussed without any such release of information. Normally, the public learns about it when agreements are already implemented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. But not in this case, obviously. It's a very public figure. So... I don't know. Doesn't seem very solid on any kinds of grounds. Um, but I am wondering if they're going to start asking us to do the same thing we did at the beginning, which is to not talk about it much. Yeah. It's I'm just so, not sure. Yeah, it's been so kind of back and forth of like, okay, nobody talk about it. Okay, everybody raise hell. And, you know, Brittany Griner's wife talk about it go on good morning america and don't stop talking about it so now to kind of say when we're kind of getting what we've asked for a little bit and and it feels like the prisoner swap was one solution one solid solution so now that that is in conversation for us to not talk about it now when all we've been talking about is getting to this point seems very seems like a big question mark and it isn't clear on whether like which is helping more i think that's what i'm confused at is has it helped more when we weren't talking about it is it helping more that now it's everywhere and everyone's getting this update i'm not sure did uh was it strategic for her wife i guess obviously it was strategic on her part but was there a larger strategy there on her talking about it more because i feel like in one of the interviews i watched 
she just kind of felt like she need she needed to change strategies where like she felt like the like just biden and the u.s government wasn't paying enough attention to it like especially after they like they botched that call it seems like that mm-hmm. might have been like when she decided like okay this sort of like stay quiet and let them work work out behind the scenes thing isn't working mm-hmm. well it was only after that happened that sh- that the u.s um changed the their uh, definition of mm-hmm. her captivity to what wrongfully something. wrongfully detained yeah mm-hmm. thank yeah. you um mm-hmm. so yeah that's it happened because she spoke out but i don't know i mean that's the kind of the other thing is like i just don't trust any party in this situation like i read this article about this teacher who goes over to teach kids in russia who are like uh, kids of people who work at the u.s embassy there Mm -hmm. and he's american and he had he brought some weed in and it wasn't like that much it was way more than Brittany griner did but it wasn't that much and he's I think been sentenced to 15 years and he's just looking at this case like well fuck like this is all Mm -hmm. happening because she had a little bit of an oil like an oil part of a pen you know Mm -hmm. so he do I expect resolution from their side to be sensical no do I expect uh, the response from the US to be swift I mean I guess they have now offered up a potential swap but i don't know that just Mm -hmm. like i don't really trust joe biden to do anything (laughs) i know it's it's so hard to put your trust in in both of these but sarah to go back to your question um brandy griner's wife started speaking out more because trevor reed's family suggested Mm. trevor reed was in russia detained and he was in a prisoner swap he was able to come back to the u.s and so she was kind of advised from his family to say like you have to be the one like nobody else is going to be the biggest advocate for Mm -hmm. your wife than you yeah and that was what she was saying in the good morning america interview and Mm -hmm. and starting to do that with angela rye with espn she was like this is not me i do not want to be here i do Mm -hmm. not want to do this but i've been told that this is kind of the best way to bring more attention and i think it worked i think yeah that's when people were like okay she is so quiet sherelle griner wanted to you know kind of be in the background she was going to law school she was like i'm i'm studying exactly what Mm -hmm. i'm fighting for for my wife right now how ironic is this but she was kind of pushed to to speak out didn't she graduate recently too yeah she was like just about to take her bar yeah i saw her talking about like how it sucks that like you know britney was such a big part of that and she didn't get to celebrate that with her it all just it all just is really sad well look let's like look forward because we obviously don't know we know what we know which is like what we're told to know this is getting very joe rogany again but like we only know what they're telling us but um (laughs) hopefully next time we record we've got better news about her and an update that seems like it's going to uh be fruitful but what do we think this means for the future of w stars playing in russia like, if you're a WNBA star and you see this going on and you don't even fucking smoke weed, are you going to go over there? I, I don't think so at all. Even if you don't smoke a lot weed. Because I th- feel like the thing also with, like, the fact that it's weed is, like, it's 
Like, this is, like, the number one drug that's used across the world to incarcerate people for no damn reason. So, like, right. I'm sure that if they wanted to do this, they would find a different way. Mm. Well, yeah, but no, I'm saying, like, even if you don't. Teams, right? Yeah, right? that's what I mean. Like, if, yeah. st- like, there's still a reason to be afraid. Like, they'll, if they want to, they will. Like, that's pretty much, like, that's, that's Putin. If he wanted to, he would. And, like, mm-hmm. he wants to, you know. A hundred percent. And also, you see that this has been done to Brittany Griner, mm-hmm. who is, I mean, Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, one of the best players in Russia since she's been playing in Russia. Yeah. So, like, this happened to an icon, someone who was really influencing their sports in a way that when we see our athletes over here and one of them gets into trouble for something – Usually they, if they're really good, they get a way out of it. Yeah. So if, you know, if you're going over there and you're like, I'm, I'm a middling WNBA player um, and you don't have even as much influence as she does, but it hasn't really gotten her that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, I would love to see the W kind of have a self-reckoning with itself over this, but I don't know that it will. Um Especially since the labor negotiations happened last summer, Jordan? Yes. With the WNBA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, that's, it's just not on the table um, for a while, but doing the right thing here, I don't think is something that we should put in the, like, put our faith in the W. I just think it means that probably we won't see as many players go specifically to Russia. I mean, if, I want to say if any, but I, I guess I don't know how many players are over there now. There's there's a lot. And there were always the biggest the biggest names were going to UMMC, the team that Brittany Griner was on. But um, Sierra, I think you mentioned it. Like players are already pulling out. They're already signing with other teams. Um, I, I talked with the player, Sierra Burdick, who um, – has played overseas. She played in Russia with Brittany Griner before. And she was just talking about how like, it's a personal decision. Like you can't really be in people's pockets because at the end of the day, like if they're still at offering the bag, you can make that decision and you could say, well, this is a lot more money than I would make anywhere else. And you can't just, you know, from the outside, we can't be like, don't go to Russia. We can't be in their pockets. We don't know their situations. But if players are looking at like, okay, the risk, the fear that I have, is that money worth it? Can I go play somewhere else? Can I find a side hustle to stay in the United States during the off season? I think that has just become a bigger question for a lot of players. They're thinking twice about it. They're not wanting to go to these kind of places um and then the other countries other teams that are trying to become the super teams that ummc was they're kind of looking at it like hey come over here like it's much better over here if you come to spain if you come to you know these other places so that's been a mix-up that you've already seen people are starting to sign overseas contracts and they're they're going different places yeah exactly yeah that's such a good point um and yeah to your point about like we can't be counting their money and saying, oh, it's not worth it to go to Russia. Like, I don't, who knows their situations. But it was the perfect, imperfect storm of this happened. And then also players were already leaving because of the conflict with U- Ukraine. So, mm-hmm. like, didn't uh, Ali Quigley left? 
when that happened. Courtney Vandersloot left. So, yeah, I mean, I who knows if, like, even, let's say, magically that had been resolved or, like, is next season, oh, everything's fine now. I bet it's going to give people pause. Mm-hmm. But as it should. Yeah, as it should. All right, well, what else? What else do you guys want to talk about? I just have life update written down. Mm-hmm. I think you wrote, you wrote L.A. about the entire concept of moving to L.A. and also me moving to L.A. Oh, yeah, because you're moving back to L.A. Yeah. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. big life update. Yeah. Share mm-hmm. if you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been... So I moved there probably three weeks before the pandemic started. Oh. And so, like, pretty much right when I had all of, like, my furniture and everything set. And actually, like, not even all my furniture set. I think, Haley, you came to my apartment, like, very briefly once. It was mm-hmm. not. <laughs> um, I lived there for, like, three months during the pandemic. And then uh, I had to move back. And it was also, like, kind of at that place where we realized we were probably in this for the long haul. So it probably made sense to get out of there. So, yeah, just moving back. I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm all the things. All the feelings. All the wait. Where are you living now? I live in Edmonton, where I grew up. I live with my parents right now. Nice. Mm -hmm. We all we all been good times. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just like I went. Yeah, yeah. Just I went through it for a more extended period of time. Like I got very, very used to it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's nice. (laughs) It is. You start to realize like you're such an asshole as a teenager, and why? Yeah. What? (laughs) I know. Oh my god, my parents are lovely people. My mom makes me a smoothie every morning right here. Fuck, it's like now attached to something, but yeah, every morning. <laughs> I love every that. Morning, every morning. It's like so lovely. I think when I was a kid, I'd be like, why are you making me eat this? Now I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Where do you what think you're going to live when you go back to LA? Yeah, that's I don't know. Like. I don't know. Jordan, are you, are you based in LA? What about you, Sierra? I am. I'm in the okay. Valley. I'm in Chicago. Right now I'm in California, but I live in Chicago. Okay, got you. So I'm not an LA girl. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just an LA girl. It's uh, um I don't I don't really know. LA, I feel like everyone is really excited to be outside, a little too mm-hmm. excited. I'm like, let's reel it back. I'm not fully there yet. Like, literally outside or metaphorically outside or like COVID. All like all yeah, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> they are all the way outside. They're <laughs> wanting to be outside, quote unquote. There's so many events. I feel myself wanting to go to them, but I'm like, we feel like we're in this different bubble world, but it's not. And so, mm-hmm. be prepared if you want to go outside. There's opportunities. If you don't, you're also in LA, and you could just enjoy the heat wave that honestly everyone is feeling so yeah we're not we're not unique in that way (laughs) that's really all like what la is about it's about the type of outside that you would like to be Mm -hmm. i think i would prefer literally outside (laughs) to metaphorically that seems scary i feel like i'm i'm i've always been a little bit apprehensive about moving there even though i've always wanted to because there's this tiny part of me that's like this place will eat me alive if I just indulge in it even a little bit, because there's so much. I think it's but. good to, but you're 28. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it will be different this time yeah. around. When I moved it there will, and I was yeah. 22, yeah, 
it was eating me alive. I was eating right back. Like I was indulging, you know, mm-hmm. like I was because the first time you go out there, I'm like, well, shit, I went to college in Kentucky. Like you can go to a club on a Tuesday and, you know, people want you there for free and like you're having a good time. And um, yeah, I mean, and then there's all of the different like there's so much good food out there and so you're just like spending money before you even know how to manage money I mean this is all personal experience I was just like I you know I was saying yes to everything I was like yeah I'd love to go on a trip there yeah let's go to this rooftop thing yeah let's do this let's do this but um when you're you know older and wiser and you know what you value in life you had like the pandemic epiphany that we all did of actually mm-hmm. this these are the things I want in my mm-hmm. life then I think it, it's probably a really nice place people always say that if you move from LA to New York you're gonna go back to LA if you move from New York to LA you're gonna go back to New York unless you moved to LA like after you were 35 and then you'll stay because you can appreciate it so I think you might be in the people stage where you say can that? appreciate it that's actually what I've heard from like so many people yeah wow <laughs> so many people because so specific it, yeah none of you guys have ever heard that <laughs> no oh well, so no one's ever like if you move to chicago when you're 25 and you know yeah <laughs> well i know they're just they're they're unique places you know and the, but they're unique in that they stand out from other cities but also they're unique in that they're so different from each other like could not be more different they really are. Yeah. I After college, I originally wanted to move to New York. That was like the goal because I wanted to be in print magazine world. And I was like, New York is where I got to be. I moved to downtown L.A. instead. And I was like, I'm not going to make it in New York. It's not for me. I'm not I'm not cut out. <laughs> I won't survive. <laughs> <And then, laughs> I won't make it. Then I moved to the Valley of LA and I'm like this is my speed I am you know left turn lights we have like <laughs> normalcy up here it's an hour to get anywhere else in LA but I'm fine because I can get away from everybody so you learn your pace what city mm-hmm. and what area of LA is your speed if you're more of a beach vibe it's a huge county huge city so you can find out and you can move throughout to figure out what part of L.A. is for you. Yeah. I yeah, also, but isn't that part of the key, though, is like try to not move. Just go to an Airbnb until you figure out what place you like, because moving <laughs> is such a fucking nightmare yeah, in a city. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. if when I move out of here and go back to a city, I'm going to go to that place, stay in a hotel until I figure out exactly the block that I want to live in. Then when something comes up open, I will because I am not moving in a city ever again. I'll move straight out. I'll be a one stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sally, one stop Sally. Good. Yeah, I'm not doing it again. Nightmare, fucking nightmare. Moving from I moved from Koreatown to West Hollywood. I was young. Don't judge me. And then I moved from West Hollywood to Beachwood Canyon, which was fantastic. I think you would like Beachwood Canyon, or you're definitely like a Silver Lake girly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Silver Lake Echo Park. I'm looking Park at yeah. yeah, yeah. You would love I'm looking that. at Silver Lake. Um, okay. Or the canyons. The canyons are nice, but the flat part of the canyons, the canyon canyons for like really rich people. Um, mm-hmm. 
I was barely on an incline. Like the minute your calf started to go a little bit, that's where I was. Yeah. That's so, really accurate. Yeah. I was not in the hills. I was at the foot of them. <laughs> the part, I was at the part where you look up and you're like, that's a big hill. Yeah. Um, Did you guys see that Kate Bush interview where she said she's never seen a hill? <laughs> so good. Wait. No, I have not seen that. Jordan, hold on. Let me read this. She's not this so run funny. up that hill. <laughs> Okay, you know the song Running Up That Hill? Yeah. Okay, good. I've never... Someone interviewed her and said, what's the meaning behind running up that hill? And she said, people ask me that often. Some think it's about literally running up a hill, but it's not. I've never seen a hill, let alone run up one. And the interviewer said, you've never seen a hill? And she said, no, never. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? And he (laughs) said, why would I do that? Like it's a choice. (laughs) Ah, my eyes! A hill! Why would I directly look at a hill? Don't show me that. He said, I just imagined everyone has seen a hill. There's one right outside this window. Have a look. And she said, I won't be doing that. Please continue the interview without any more hill questions. <laughs> that Maybe that's satire. Oh my god, if that's satire and we're reading it like it's real, this is a, like literally a Joe Rogan podcast. Like we... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Spinsters. Did you guys see that? Um, no. <laughs> uh, did you guys see that uh, SI story about ball sex sports? No, no actually. But, but I saw one. So, so you saw it? I've seen a million people get ball sacked on the timeline. Is that what we're it's calling so it? Good. Is that what you that's call awesome. it? That's, that's, ooh, that's what I'm calling that's it. Good. That's good. Oh, I sacked thought it was a story ball. about yeah. that. Oh, it, oh okay. yeah. yeah. What was, was what was yeah. the basically gist. the guy who created it? Um, I can't read any more Sports Illustrated. I'm maxed out for the month. Mm. <laughs> on all I my platforms, rip. on all my devices. <laughs> really I have a workaround for you. Um, just getting support. Yeah, pay for it, guys. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so this the story was about like the guy who invented it was basically trying to make it as ridiculous as possible to do a meta commentary on how easily misinformation spreads across the internet so imagine his shock uh when nobody figured it out he was just like guys like it's the acronym is bs it's called ballsack i say the literal most ridiculous things on it um and everyone keeps picking it up and he tried to get more and more ridiculous in order to finally get people to understand, but it just didn't work at all. And it worked like kind of like to like it did the opposite of what he was hoping would happen. It's oh so wow, funny. Yeah. It's so my favorite is when you know they cut to like Kendrick Perkins like arguing against the ball sack sports quote. It's like what was it a slow news day? Are are we not taking like five minutes to just? fact check or even just see who else if this player actually said it or where this came from we're just in so in this mode to be so fast and be the first one to react and the first one to say something about something that someone said that we can't even take a second to look that it says bs yeah exactly (laughs) or like the attributing stuff has gone has gotten so meta there's so like you can go down the rabbit hole and it's like, oh, you pulled this from a picture of a of like a something pulled out from a podcast. And so it's a picture now on Twitter with the podcast like attribution, attribution, attribution. I just glitched. <laughs> Say it again. 
Attribution? Is that right? Yes, attribution. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right there on the corner, right? And then it's picked up by TV and they're talking about it. And then their commentary, because now we care so much about what talking heads have to say about the actual thing, that that's attributed mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. else online. And it's just a cycle. To me, I'm always like, I don't understand why something that Stephen A. says is news. He's just someone talking about the news. What are his qualifications to create news himself? There is nothing that any of us say is news. Do you know what I mean? It's only the coverage of the news. But now because, Mm -hmm. whatever, we don't have to get all like... It all, it's all derived from, like, the fact that these political stations are now, like, themselves the news instead of the actual news. But the reaction to be my and the news. And, and the late July hunt uncle. for sports content <laughs> is tough. What? <laughs> the late July search for sports content is just tough. Hey, we're making it through. We are. Yeah. We're making it through. Um, Sirit. We're crushing. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. 